personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Leaf, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. Monday, Monday, Monday. That's, that's my mamas and the papas. You know, that's what they're doing in New York City right now, Lauren. They're, they're Monday, Monday, because... They're opening up on Monday for the real estate world again. And you might be going, well, I'm not in New York City. I'm in Oklahoma. You might be saying, I'm not in New York City. I'm in Toronto. You might be saying, I'm, I'm just in a suburb. I'm in Long Island. That's where, I, I'm, uh, that's where I am. What happens in New York City affects us all. Like This is the mecca of North America. And what's going on in New York City in the market and how people adjust in New York City, we, they always say, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. So I want to know what's going on in New York City. And they're starting on m- tomorrow. Let's do this. I got faith in you guys. And we were selling you what happened in Long Island because Long Island is a week ahead. That's where we got on this COVID breaking out into phase two. And I hope everyone realizes my New York City professionals, if you're a property manager, you are a real estate broker, you're an appraiser, you're an attorney, you're an architect. I hope you know opening isn't as good as it sounds sometimes. Opening isn't as good as it sounds sometimes. You say to yourself, yeah, I'm going to be opening. But I want to remind you that in New York State to open in phase two, you need a lot of things. We wrote a blog on our website. If you just go to blog.liebatlaw.com. The blog's called Safety Plan. Are you ready to reopen your business? Question mark. Here's your five-step plan. You need to have a safety plan in the state of New York or you can't open. You have to affirm with the governor or you can't open. You have to have questionnaires and documents or you can't open. You have to have markings or you can't open. And this is the one that's discretionary, but I highly recommend it. You need to communicate with the people you work with, your consumers, your staff, how you're going to do this whole thing through an email and a press release. It's really important. So let's hope you're doing that because you guys, Monday, Monday, it's happening. It's happening. Before the break, what we were doing is we were saying, we're trying to mix excitement because we are excited with pause. We're trying to mix it because what makes Lauren and I into real estate investors is we love games. Lauren is a gamer. She she plays games. Like it's like you're Monopoly's an Monopoly's my new fix. It's your new fix. She she's playing Monopoly with our six year old. I'm I'm terrified of this kid already. I was playing yesterday with him, Lauren. I had to go home because we had a childcare issue and I I was um playing with him, the Monopoly, he's trying to make these trades to me. And he's like winking at me. He's like, I do like to talk about how to play Monopoly with your child. Do you let them win or do you? No, you got to let them win. Competitive. So we've been having this battle actually, Lauren, because you, you made him cry. I did not make him cry. <laughs> you did. He came, he I was. Want, I want to teach him that he needs to you win. You made him cry. I want you to know the way you play with your six-year-old is very important, is you want to make them lose a little. Make them start losing. And when they start looking like they're frustrated, let them get a few wins. It's got to be a seesaw. Yeah, but like he'll buy Boardwalk and be like, I'll trade. Well, I will buy Boardwalk and he'll be like, I will trade you it for $1. 
I mean, do I give that to him? No, but not? you make him go up to like $15 and then you give it to him. You have to make him fight for it, but then you eventually lose. You have to get him to win. He's winners win. You got to show him how to win. And what you're talking about is the rules to play with your kid, which is really what we've been talking about right now. What we're talking about is that we're so excited. It's true that the economy is opening. We're so excited that COVID's on the run, as Governor Cuomo tells us. I'm thrilled. Like some people are like, I like Cuomo. I hate Cuomo. I don't like what he did. He's a... Emperor, he does all I care about is results. I am able to go to the grocery store and not freak out anymore. I felt when this thing started, Lauren, that things were crawling on me. I'm sitting there waiting for my meat. You know, you go to the butcher part and I'm I'm ordering my meat and the whole time I'm sitting there. Please don't crawl on me. Please don't crawl on me. Please don't crawl on me. And I'm thinking these germs are all on me the entire time. I still have a little bit of PTSD. Oh no, I'm feeling good right now. Like this is a freedom. But so here's the thing. Even though I'm so excited. I got to put my lawyer hat on and say, we need to take a step back and we need to know the rules to get going. And we need to understand how we're going to deal with this. And this goes to the key thing that we were talking about last week. Last week, we were getting into my desire to invest because I had pent up demand. Like I, I was ready to go. I you was were emotionally ready to go. I was so ready to go. I was taking Lauren down to Patchog thinking she's going to restaurants. I showing. snoozed him everybody, by the way. That's what I do with Andrew. Whenever he has these gotta, 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 gotta go, 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 go. I press snooze. It's so frustrating. Like I, <laughs> it's not anyway. funny. So anyway, so I took her down there and I was looking around and she got in my head because last week we were doing the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers. And I've been working on the numbers because I have obsessive compulsive issues. So I stayed up all night and I started making all the numbers and I was giving her spreadsheets on Excel and all that jazz. And then I went and spoke to her and she goes, yeah, but that doesn't meet my risk tolerance. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that doesn't mean my risk tolerance. What are you talking There's about? There's a personal risk tolerance. It's it's a very big deal. You shouldn't just say, oh, I have X amount of money. I'm going to go invest. Yes, you should. No, every investment is different. Some investments require a lot of time of you, the investor, and some investments don't require that time. And before you even look at any property, you have to decide how much time do I have available to allocate to manage this. So why aren't you calling this time management? I called it risk tolerance because you called it risk tolerance to me. Now you're just talking time. Like, well, there's lots of things with, with personal risk. So to me, time gives me anxiety. So that's, that's part of my mental health. There's, I give you anxiety too. It's true a little bit. Yeah, that's <laughs> we, how you snooze. <laughs> all right. So we have physical these are just, health is basically multidimensional. So it's not just what the doctor tells you. I, you know what's interesting? When I was getting my master's in public health, I had this professor named Michael Reese. He's just, I, I love, my, Michael, if you're listening, you, you're a gem, a gem among men. Love this guy. So brilliant. You know what he taught me? We had a lecture one day that smoking cigarettes was healthy. I think a lot of people would argue with that. No, that's what he said. He was saying, as you're explaining, that health is multidimensional. You have your physical, your spiritual, your emotional, your financial, your intellectual, your occupational, your social, your environmental. And he said, even though it is one of the worst things you can do for your physical health, sometimes your emotional health is so in need. Your spiritual health is so in need that you have to balance what we were discussing. It wasn't just cigarettes. Is we were discussing that people like to victim blame and they go, you know, this this obese family. They all eat. They eat the McDonald's for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. They they eat the fast food. They go to KFC. This obese family. Mm -hmm. And he goes, 
you have to actually think about what that person's obligations are because you have to be put yourself in their shoes. Maybe they're working all day, three jobs, to be able to pay for their family of four. And maybe they don't have the emotional, as you use the word, time capacity to go cook meals for the four kids while they come home from work after their three jobs. And yes, it's unhealthy physically, but that's how they get to tomorrow. You know, a lot of a lot of health There's is a balancing act. I, I think the most important part is just to identify your health. Well, I guess what I think the most important part of what you're saying is the word your. Yeah. Everybody is different. There's no right, there's no wrong. And that's and we're so judgmental. Like on the Facebook, I don't know if you saw our our studios in Smithtown. So I'm on the Smithtown group. They actually had a split. I'm talking to you, Smithtown people. On the community board on Facebook, they created a second Facebook Smithtown today because everyone was so fighting so much. They're like, we're not inviting these people. And we're, I, I'm on both now. It's wonderful. They talk smack about Should each other shout all day. out to the neighbor the other day, by the way, while we're on the air. We were taking a walk in Smithtown, and there was a bunch of women that – it was right after the riots. Three of these ladies. Three ladies, and they're like, oh, did you see what no, they No, did? no, 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 no. Okay. Only one of them said okay. it because one of them is really lovely, and she was really – I really like her. So, But one of them was like, you know – an angry face. I, I I can't use the word on the on the air, but you know that that the B word where uh, they have that resting face. R B F. And so Go look she, it up. oh, and she she just it was just negative energy coming out of her pores and we're walking we're like smiling and they go did you see that duty on the side of the road and i'm like what are you talking this was before um the black lives (laughs) matter march in smithtown and right before and she goes did you see it i'm like no but okay there's duty it looks like someone didn't pick up after their dog and uh, i'm like okay do you want me to pick it up or something she's like it was them they're antagonist and we are like three miles from downtown and i'm like lady no one came up here and left and i don't know where you all grew up but me i went to sachem i don't know if you're That's a sachem person Suffolk county oh it's it's like Very the biggest big. school in the state like it's, it's huge what we learned about is it's we call it it's a technical term we call it the ring and run are you aware of the ring and run? No, but please. You put the duty on the me. front door and you press the doorbell and then you run. That's called the ring and run. People don't put duty on the side of the road if they're trying to antagonize you. Like, what? where's this lady from? No, I'm going to put. did not pick up their dog poop. That's just, it that's is all, what it is. But she's saying it was on the curb. People are they, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs out there. They like were standing there for a good half hour. Examining the duty. They I, said it, there was a strategy. People are making the privileged feel unwelcome. By putting duty on the side of the road. Uh, she clearly didn't go to Sachin because we would have ring and rung. There would have been duty all over her door. Like, I, I don't understand these people. So anyway, back to this. You got to take the crazy out. That's the starting place. That's the, We're on risk tolerance right now. We're taking the crazy out. Now, for this lady, she has a completely different risk tolerance than us because she's going to think that when she buys a building and she's the landlord on the building, that when this, the, the parking lot cracks, she's going to be like, one of the tenants did it. Do you remember yeah, they, when you they had a sat there with a hammer? <laughs> you remember you had a tenant that um, told you about your their chair. What'd she tell you about the chair? That oh my god, this is fantastic! It was in an office building, and they called me and they said that I think that somebody's getting into my unit. No, no, no. She started off with you need to come up for an emergency uh, an, meeting. There's an emergency. Stop what you're doing. So I go to I go to her. We um, thought there was office. like a health hazard yeah. or something like or like a big leak or something. I don't know something that actually would be 
Okay. Anyway, so I go there and she shows me her desk chair and she goes, look at this chair. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, what am I looking at? And she's like, look at the bottom of the screw. Lauren, I'm going to make you hold this thought about this crazy <laughs> okay. tenant because we got to go to break. But I want everyone to stay tuned. And if you want to hear our whole catalog, go to www.listentolieb.com. Stay with us. Have you ever dreamed of owning a rental property, flipping a home, opening a successful business? This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. 